Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. Scoopy Radio. All right, joining us right now on the Hoops by podcast. I, I have to say this. I was just asking how should I introduce him, you know, because he's, you know, affiliated with some different things. Some people are like Prince, right? You just, the name says it all. Scoop B. Robinson, the one and only, the original newsbreaker. How you doing, my man? Man, I'm doing good. It's good to see you, um, talk to you digitally. Me and you have connected, you know, um, well, seeing you face-to-face, but, you know, connecting with you digitally we did on Twitter, and here we are now. You, you're doing your thing. And you, I listen, I learned from the best, and you have been keeping it real and keeping it interesting, which is a tough, tough, you know, twosome to pull off. Uh, and you've been doing it for a hell of a long time, man. You know what? I'll tell you what. I think that um, it's cool to, to share, you know, in a breaking of a story with you, uh, for those who are paying attention to the whole Chris Paul thing. But what I enjoy about this thing in particular um, is the fact that um, it's a lot of kindergartners on Twitter. <laughs> um, and I think just because you don't like what you hear doesn't make it less true. That's a, about as a polite way as it can be put. And uh, mm-hmm. listen, sometimes NBA teams are not going to do things that, that you want them to do. Shocker. And that's probably a good place for us to, for us to open up. So, um, well, actually, you know, let's, let's ease into the Chris Paul thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him up in this, in this way. All NBA teams just got announced. There's some names that made the team. There's some names that got votes that didn't make it, and Bede is one of them um, that comes to mind. Of all those guys that are in that kind of upper echelon conversation, would it surprise you at this point if one of them played for a different team than they're on right now before 
Chris Paul maybe plays for a different team, or do you think he's the first guy we're going to see switching it up? Um, I think the Chris Paul thing is going to happen uh, sooner rather than later. Um, <clears throat> I do think the DMB thing is interesting, uh, specifically because, um, you know, I tweeted this a few months ago. Um, if you hold Elton Brand, I didn't tweet this part, but I'm going to segue into what I'm going to say. Um, if um, the Joel Embiid feels slighted, um, I will tell you that Philadelphia is very active behind the scenes. Um, but if you hold Philly and Elton Brand at his word, um, Simmons and Embiid will still be members of the Philadelphia 76ers. If you don't, I know that the Warriors and the um, Sixers, based upon investigation I've done and what has been said on my podcast, it could happen where the second pick is traded in the draft. Um, does that shift Simmons and Embiid elsewhere? We'll see. Um, Rashad Phillips came on the Scoopy Radio podcast and discussed that, um, that, the, the, that the Toronto Raptors are very interested in um, LaMelo Ball. And so if that holds true and there's a domino, you have to make some things happen. If you don't help hold Elton Brand at his word, and I, and I respect Elton, I know Elton personally, and I have great respect for him, but if you don't, does Joel Embiid find his way to New York with the Knicks? Uh, you said it, not me. I, it, you know, there's a lot of Leon Rose connections that I think mean, look, I'm, I'm his connection with all of the players he's represented based on everything that I've been told about him holds a lot of value to both him and the, those players. But I think maybe, you know, Nick fans always trying to connect dots. I think some of those relationships mean more when it comes to maybe some of the things that are going to happen in the, in the next year to two years. Yeah. Embiid feels to me like something that there's maybe a little bit more there than, than less. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say that that's fair to say. But I also think um, when you look at um, the Leon Rose connection, I'll just be transparent. I'll lay all my cards on the table in this instance. I was hearing about Leon Rose and William Wesley in January um, and the Thibodeau thing in January. And if you go back to my reporting in January and February, I was asking people a ton of questions about Leon Rose. Uh, who's the guy who plays for the Sixers now that play for the Knicks? The, the Kylo Quinn. Kylo Quinn, sure. About Leon back in January, February, March. Um, I can tell you that Jason Kidd is who, who Dolan really wanted as the head coach. Unsurprising. What you say? Unsurprising to me. Um, because Tibbs were rather uh, – Dolan wasn't completely sold on Tibbs, but to, I was hearing that Tibbs – Rose, William Wesley were always a package deal all along. Um, but the reason why, one of the reasons why um, Kid did not become a factor is because William Wesley and Jason Kidd's agent don't get along. And Wesley hmm. doesn't want to put money in his agent's pocket. That's the way it was told to me. Interesting. Um, and that being said, that's how it could be deducted that the tips thing kind of made sense, but the, but tips had to really be sold to Dolan. As it relates to other connections, 
you can make the same argument as it relates to Zach Levine in this instance. Zach Levine has a connection to Tibbs briefly in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. He does. At the same point, Leon Rose has a connection to Carl Anthony Towns, as does Tibbs. Tangled webs here. Don't let Jada Pinkett Smith hear you say anything about tangled or untangled. <laughs> um, but but I, I think when you just look at the supposed, you look at the fact that Ian Bagley, you know, reported um, that <clears throat> the Nets and the Knicks were doing their due diligence and, you know, researching Zach Levine. Um, I think that was a pump fake personally to get the Bulls to move. Respect to Ian, but that's what I deduct based upon that. We'll see. But if it's not a pump fake, that this is the pros and cons in that regard. Carl Anthony Towns is from the New York metropolitan area, from Piscataway, New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> he and Rose have a relationship with his former agent. Um, what happens there? Um, the Timberwolves are looking at a situation where they are trying to bring Devin Booker to the Wolves. Oh, boy. So it's a lot. I know people think I'm crazy, but you sometimes you got to sit back. I've been doing pretty well on this Knicks thing right now, so, you know, I, I'm but, sticking with So you just threw a lot. Last one for me, and then I'm going to turn over to Adam because I want to, you know, let's hit the, hit the nail on the head here. So Chris Paul is out there. He's, it's pretty clear from the Billy Donovan thing that, you know, they think it's time to, to start to rebuild, um, which makes sense. Uh, you know, it's a great draft coming up completely. It, it feels like, to me at least, the Knicks front office may see him as a domino, the first domino, a massive domino, to be able to get in conversations with for other guys, whether it be by trade maybe down the line. Like you're, 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 because we all know, even though, look, teams make trades, the players are behind what happens. In, yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously I don't need to tell you. So I feel like they view him as a domino, whether it be from income or uh, impending free agents, trades. Do you get the sense that they think like, okay, this is, this is part one of two, three, four, five, six to come? Well, the Knicks have always, I'll take it back to 2018. The Knicks, the way it was pitched to me was the Knicks were always, the Eastern Conference was always looking to make a surge back. New York, Boston, Philadelphia. LA has the Lakers, the Clippers, um, and the Warriors. And the Warriors are going to be an interesting dichotomy, particularly because um, the Warriors will be healthy next season. And this is the window for LeBron to get that ring because the Clippers are going to be healthier. The Warriors are going to be healthier. And you still have to pay attention to what Anthony Davis decides to do. And to be honest with you, Anthony Davis is in a similar situation that Kawhi Leonard was in last summer. He could potentially, um, you know, who's to say he could win a championship and not go elsewhere? Who's to say? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I got to watch my words, but I'm going to say, why is it, why is it so self-righteous to believe that he's not going to come back? We've assumed so many times X, Y, and Z wouldn't happen, and then it happened. So I don't think it's safe to assume anything. Well, my mama taught me a long time ago, don't assume. You know why, right? <laughs> I, I do, but I want to hear you say it. <laughs> I ask that of you, not me. 
Um, but I, I think that at the end of the day, just looking at all those different things, the NBA landscape is going to be very interesting to observe, to watch as both a reporter and as a fan of the game. I was a fan first. Um, I'm enjoying it. But, um, you know, even the Brooklyn Nets dichotomy, um, the, the, the Drew Holiday, you know, scenario that I, that I tweeted the other day, you know, is fodder uh, throughout, you know, NBA writers and, and TV shows and radio shows and podcasts. But, yeah, man, that, to, to answer your question, the Knicks, the way it was told to me from some people dating back a couple of years ago, you know, the Eastern Conference is looking to make that push. You see it with the Celtics, the Nets, um, the Sixers. Uh, the Bucks are, you know, looking as well to, to potentially bring in Chris Paul as well. Like, it's not a lot that the, that the Knicks are going to get him. It's not a lot that the Bucks will get him. They're denying it. But at the same time, look at the Sixers. If the if the the move with, you know, the Warriors doesn't go through, and the Sixers don't potentially get Kyle Lowry, who's to say that they don't bring Drew Holiday, and who's to say that they don't get Chris Paul? It's just a it's a lot, and things are so fluid. You're shaking your head for a reason. You know something I don't? No, I I I it's it's it feels like for the last several weeks now, it's like this. I'm I'm shaking my head like. I can't believe what's going to happen. Not that I think you're wrong because I feel like the same thing. I think there is going to be, we, we thought last summer was the monumental shakeup. Maybe yeah. that was just, maybe that's just the new normal. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we're going to find out. So you mean COVID isn't the only new normal? <laughs> the NBA new normal too? <laughs> I mean, while we're talking about Chris Paul, I saw you put out that Giannis had a meeting with the Bucks front office, listed a bunch of players that he would like to play with as his running mates next year before signing a contract. And you say Chris Paul's on that list. Do you know who else was on the list? Do you feel like CP3 is going to make his way over to Milwaukee? I don't have the full list yet. I did get Chris Paul. Um, I did not get the rest of that list, but Chris Paul um, is, is a wish of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and specifically, um, you look at the Bucks' roster, you know, they have Eric Bledsoe at point guard um, who has, I think, two years left on his deal. It's uh, three, but I think that um, I, f- I think it might be three fully guaranteed. It's not a – I don't personally don't look at it as a great contract myself, but – Didn't Rich, Rich Paul do that contract? Indeed he did. I have, I have great respect for Mr. Paul, Mr., uh, Mr. Paul. He does well for his clients, doesn't he? Uh, he does. He does. Uh, he needs to answer my calls more, but yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you also uh, tweeted out recently about um, Drew Holiday, as you brought up a, a second ago. Is it, in your mind, uh, a definite that the Nets are going to get a third, like a, a big guy at some point this summer? You know, I think I don't like season? that term, third guy. Um, I've been, I was on another po- I taped another podcast earlier before I was on with you. and I said this, uh, that essentially – Karis Levert is that third star. Oh, I like Levert. Uh, I, I, good point. And I, and I think when you look at um, Karis Levert at large, um, he, like Devin Booker in Phoenix, um, legitimately played themselves, in a, played themselves into a look nationally, internationally, that they weren't getting pre-bubble. Um, and and I and I'll add this when I look at and I'm going to go directly to your question, but I want to go around on Mulberry Bush to to go right back uh, to the to the senior crime. When you look at the Nets, the Nets to me this year remind me of the Lakers last year. In that, hmm. um, you look at LeBron who got hurt 
in the in the Christmas game last last season. Um, and really and truly, his injury was 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 like I've spoken to some of his teammates from that that Lakers squad who have said the fact that he was able to come back from that the way he did is is just re- remarkable and and just. You know, he's the physical specimen that he is. That injury typically takes six months to a year to recover from. And to be honest with you, he got that rejuvenation because the Lakers didn't make it to the playoffs. So they lost, didn't make it to the playoffs, got a first-round pick, and traded it to get Anthony Davis when the stakes were much lower at the trading deadline in February last year. You come into June last year, you end up getting Anthony Davis. Um, and something that I had been on the trail of since, you know, September and October of, of 2018. So you fast forward to this season, the Lakers could potentially become an NBA champion with Davis, with LeBron, and the supporting cast of KCP, uh, Dwight Howard, J.R. Smith, and, and a myriad of other people under Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd. So you look at the Nets in comparison. So KD had the Achilles injury uh, in the NBA Finals, and then he comes to Brooklyn with Kyrie, package deal. Um, I can tell you, just because I know you're a Knicks guy, Kyrie never had any intentions of coming to the Knicks. Uh, The KD situation um, was a very interesting dichotomy. Um, And I'll be honest with you, you I did a TV show with MSG, a Ruffle Some Feathers, a report that I put out about KD and a meeting that, that took place. So I go ahead. What'd you say? Um, um, so Knicks fans get mad at me. They do. And I, I look, I like to stay on the, the right side of Knicks fans because, look, I root for the team. Obviously, I want them to do well. But when I tell people that they were getting nervous about KD following Kyrie to Brooklyn before the Achilles ever happened, people are like, no, there's no, there's no way. That, if, if it wasn't for the Achilles, he was, he was 100% coming to New York. I'm like, listen, you can believe what you want. But can I tell you a secret? Please do. Everybody's going to know now? So remember I put out that report about KD and the Lakers? Uh, yes, I do. Sure. Found out later that two weeks prior to that, KD and Kyrie went on vacation. <laughs> they had a conversation and they pitched around the idea of playing for the Brooklyn Nets in 2018. That's wow. So I'll tell you that one. Two, um, I was with KD and Kyrie at a Jordan brand party uh, in Charlotte last year. And okay. um, the, everybody talks about that video with them in the locker room or outside the, the tunnel in Charlotte. I was with them two days before the whole night. Um, uh, who's the guy that the, the rapper that now has the the um, the, the McDonald's deal? Uh, oh, uh, tra- Scott. Uh, yeah. So Scott? look. So look. So I was at this this Jordan Brand party. It was invite only. Lawrence Frank was there. Gail King was there. Blake Griffin. Mark Cuban. Um, I don't want to be one of those guys that never gets invited to the party again, so I'm going to pick my words wisely. But what I will say is um, everybody and their mom and their mama's mama was there. World Wide West was there. Fabulous was there. Dirk Nowitzki was there. Grant Hill, um, Fat Joe, like everybody and their mama was there. And I, like if you, I don't care if you were Obama. If you didn't have a, if you didn't have a, um, a ticket, you weren't getting in. And I go to this party and – <laughs> at the time, like Kai was there, KD was there, and Kai bumped into Kai and said, yo, said, yo, what's going on with you? I said, yo, I just got this gig at MSG. He goes, what's that doing for me? I said, I'm editing myself. I said, blank, we made it. He started laughing. So <laughs> it was a whole conversation about that. It was, I, I've never told this story the way I'm telling it now. So you I appreciate it. It's great. 
it doesn't matter now because they're Nets. So then KD was there. He was laughing and joking. And I said, Joe, you remember that story I told you, I, that story that came out about you potentially going to Lakers? He goes, no, why? I said, KD, stop playing. I said, you remember that story that came out about you potentially going to Lakers? He smiled. He said, what about it? I said, that was me. He goes, word? He goes, you're welcome. So when he said you're welcome, he meant you're welcome. Like a lot of opportunities came my way after that whole tweet happened with, you know, the Lakers and stuff. I was wrong, but they yeah. accumulated so much stuff that was right. That gave me, that got me attention. And that whole night I was, I was like in the cut chilling with Katie and Kyrie and they were laughing the whole weekend. And I was just sitting and observing. I said to myself, wherever one goes, the other one follows. Like I remember sitting in my, 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 my car service headed back home thinking to myself, like, yeah, these dudes are package deal. So then, like, when I saw that video with the whole two contracts, you saw the Nets yep. make that move shortly thereafter. And I believe that that was a smokescreen. Um, okay. And I believe that when I got off my plane, and it was, I, I literally caught a, a late plane ride Monday because I missed my early morning plane ride going to, to the Waffle House to get to go on the way to the airport. So I ended up going back to my aunt's house and sleeping the whole day. And when I got off the plane and headed back north, I said to myself, yo, these guys are a package deal. And I started tweeting the term intellectual property. <laughs> like I was using certain keywords because I wasn't going to throw them under the bus because I have respect for them. Um, the two of them specifically have opened doors for me. And I'm, and I'm thankful for that as, a, as an NBA writer. Okay. Um, and I don't want to, you know, but I, but that I can tell you that Kyrie never had any interest of joining the, the New York Knicks, particularly being from the metropolitan area. Um, his dad being from the South Bronx, his godfather, Raj Strickland, having played for the Knicks. I think he knew the deal. I mean, somebody that's meant to have a little bit of opportunity to play for the Knicks, whether or not he wants to, remains to be seen, unless you want to shed some light. It's Fred Van Vliet coming into free agency. I know John's been kind of banging that drum a little bit in some of his recent um, free agency looks, and you tweeted out about it about two days ago? Yeah, so I tweeted that the, the, the betting odds suggested that Fred Van, v, excuse me, Fred Van Vliet would stay. See what happens when I listen to your accent? I'm trying to talk like you. <laughs> would stay with the Raptors. Those were, those were the odds that. But I was, I've been hearing since, like, like – pre-COVID that Van Vliet was a guy that um, was of interest um, to the Knicks, but he's not the only guy. Um, I, I, I've, you know, we hear Chris Paul, we hear Van Vliet. Uh, you also hear Victor Oladipo's name uh, quite a bit. Um, and, you know, you kind of see the way the, the Pacers are moving um, in, in the direction of uh, specifically uh, them getting rid of Nick McMillan after you, you, you signed him to an extension. That was interesting. It was. Did that raise – because, I mean, I, I've certainly raised our eyebrows. Did it raise as many eyebrows around the league as, as it seemed like it did? It did. Um, and, I, and I reached out to uh, uh, Pacers front office and waiting – you know, I, I made a call, two calls actually, yesterday um, and waiting to hear back. But, um, you know, that Oladipo thing was kind of interesting, but not when you really sit and you think about it because I feel like – once you already fell, the other one dropped. Um, specifically, was it related to the bubble? Because Oladipo did not want to participate um, in the bubble, um, and he, you know, I, I was told that McMillan, Nate McMillan, ended up you know convincing him, and he did it. 
Um, but I think moving forward, you know, the Pacers are looking to uh, keep retain him. But then another thing happened. Um, a certain point guard or teammate of, of, of uh, Oladipo started playing well in the bubble. He's another guy that, that doesn't get mentioned uh, quite a bit, T.J. Warren. Um, he played well, and so I think that while Oladipo was a star on that team, he's an all-star, it's kind of like a, 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 a Willie Beeman moment for T.J. Warren. <laughs> That's a oh man, that is not a name I expected to hear on this. But I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'd like to go back and watch that. Um, he's a, he's an interesting situation because he have you know he was whatever I think he finished like seventh or eighth in the MVP voting just a couple of years ago. Obviously, he had the injury and and whatnot. Um, I it, it feels like he's another one of these guys that um, you know if if there's some shakeups this summer, but I guess the thing last thing for me that I'm curious about, and I'm wondering if you're hearing anything because there has been intimations from different reporters that the, the financial, I don't know you want to call it a financial crisis, financial situation around the league with, with certain owners and who knows where their money is and where, where their money is slowly disappearing into the air um, is going to impact how teams are, are approaching this off season. And I am just trying. I'm trying to wrap my head around. Okay, are we talking about like, you know, maybe selling a first round pick here or there, or are we talking like there will be some moves made that are of a of a substantive nature, based on the money aspect of it? Do you have any sense right now of where where that where on the spectrum things lie? I'm not sure. Um, I have been in touch with Mark Cuban uh, pre-COVID. I, I spoke to him over a couple of weeks ago too. But like, um, we talked about just. Generics as it related to more Black Lives Matter, the jersey, uh, the names on the back of the jerseys um, at large. For somebody like Mark, like there's the rapper Meek Mill says there's levels to this ish. Like there's, 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 you know, the, 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 uh, for Teta with the, with the, with the uh, Rockets, and then there's, you know, Mark Cuban, and then there's, you know, other, I mean, that's their money versus like, uh, Joe Psy with the with the Nets, like there's there's different tiers of money. You know, yeah. Psy gets his money in, in Asia, and that may be different than American money. So I, I don't I try not to count people's money or go in people's pocket. That's why Malcolm X is no longer here. Um, but what I'll say is, um, I think that when it's all said and done, um, I, I I don't know the answer to that question. I think that. Um, <clears throat> You looked at the Houston Rockets, the situation with China back when they went overseas to play that exhibition game. And, you know, you knew that the salary cap was going to um, be affected, particularly because of China um, business dealings. Um, We weren't expecting COVID. And I feel like, you know, just as a writer and as a person who who, who is as as a writer at a company, but someone who also owns a brand and runs a brand such as myself, I knew I was preparing for another uh, recession because 12 years ago, Lehman's, 12 years ago this week, Lehman Brothers uh, crashed. Oh my God, it was this week. Good and, call. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was around the election time with McCain and, and Obama. So, like, you know, talking with me and my team, like, you know, like pre COVID, like, we're like, yo, we, we knew, we know a recession is coming, we're preparing for the next wave. Little did I know that it was going to be COVID. Like, who knew? Um, 
And so without knowing anything about owners and their money and things of that sort, comparatively, it's like, I'm thinking about like season ticket holders. Like I spoke to somebody um, in another market the other day and, and, and I was like, well, how are they handling season tickets? Because I know that on the Knicks side of things, they were asking for deposits for season tickets. Yes. Like, back in the spring. And then I, I, I know that with, with another market team, they're asking for that money too. And if there's no, they're telling them that if there's no season or in an arena next year, that they're just going to credit it to the next season. And it's like, that's literally counting your chickens before they hatch. Yep. And so to me, um, you realize that sports is dependent on merchandising, tickets, season tickets, and sitting butts in seats. The same way that the movies is. And then you look at them rushing back to go to the movie. So I don't have a specific answer on numbers in people's pockets because I don't know all that people do. But that's a problem. Without a vaccine or a cure that most people, including myself, don't trust. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just, I'm just leery. But you're not going to be the only one. And if if it's a situation where it's like, you know, I keep hearing people discuss this, not, not to get too far off topic, but like, oh, the vaccine will be here on this date. Well, just because the vaccine is here on such a date does not mean that automatically the entire country is going to be able to uh, feel safe stepping back into these arenas. So I, I think... You know, aside from the player movement and stuff, I think that's that's to me probably the most interesting development. I'm gonna, you know, keep an keep an eye on here as the off season approaches. I mean, while we're talking about the off season, there's still a bit of basketball left to be played. We spoke about the rumors, we spoke about the possibilities, but there's still what another half a series for the Celtics, a full series for the Lakers. And then we've got the finals. So, Scoot, let's get into it, man. Who who are you taking to come out of the East? Who are you taking out of the West? And then who are you taking for the crown? Well, if you hold me at what I said at the beginning of the season, I did say Lakers-Bucks. Um, and I did believe that it would be a Lakers-Clippers um, conference finals. Um, we all did. <laughs> Everybody did. The only difference is I, I – it was in my conversations with people last summer, um, I believed – based upon those conversations that Kawhi Leonard would be a Laker. So I'm glad that I'm on the good side of the Laker uh, <laughs> belief system this time around. <laughs> uh, and I'm not the only person who was, uh, you know, it just, it just was a crazy situation. Many people thought Kawhi was going to the Lakers. Many people thought it would be a Lakers-Clippers conference finals. And uh, I come from the Black Baptist Church, and there's a song in, in gospel music that says, God blocked it. And, 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 and if God didn't block it, the Denver Nuggets blocked it. It's a, it's a conference finals with the Lakers uh, and the Denver Nuggets. So That's fantastic. Yeah, man, listen, I feel like a, a, a freestyle rapper in my, in my, in my, in my, in my, uh, in my side hustle. Um, but I, I definitely think that um, it's going to be an interesting series uh, with, the, with the Clippers, excuse me, with the Lakers and the Nuggets. And I do see the Lakers winning it in six, but it's not going to be easy. And to be honest with you, if this thing goes to a seventh game, I'm a little worried um, because um, the, the the Nuggets are literally like that that Chardonnay. You, after the third cup or fourth cup, you're like, "Whoa, did I just have four cups?" <laughs> up on you, and uh, it, the the Nuggets have that that level of potency. It's always the Chardonnay too. I love it you went there. Or that Pinot Grigio. 
Yeah, either one. It, um, <laughs> either, either of those little those whites that are you know could be a little on the sweeter side. Um, yeah, I'm I'm already looking. I, I Adam, close your ears. Um, I'm already looking forward to Miami, uh, Miami, LA, um, which I just you know I don't know what is, we call that the LeBron Bowl, but here's the thing. And I tweeted this last night. I, I said um, or two nights ago. The, the last couple of days without basketball or, or without Lakers, it's kind of been like. Blurs it's together. Been bunched together. Yeah. But I, one of these days this week, I said, um, the, 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 this was last night. I said the, 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 the Celtics and Heat series is not over. Um, the Nuggets taught you that. Um, I could be wrong. Hey, who am I? But I feel like at the end of the day, um, you still believe it a little bit people, in the Celtics. People, look, people want to see a Lakers-Celtics uh, finals. It, it would be great for basketball. Um, it would be a gift to everybody bored in the house and in the house board. This is fair. Um, and to be honest with you, if the Celtics find a way to come back um, and there is a potential Lakers Celtics finals. I think it wipes away the beliefs for people that this is not a real NBA finals. I, I mean, I think it would be personally. I think it would be real either way because I think both. I think both of those East teams are, are really good. I thought the Raptors were good too. I thought. I think all of those teams, you know, and the Bucks, like you know, we'll see, but. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Um, I think the off season is going to be a blast. I think it's going to be a very interesting next several months in the NBA. Um, last thing before we get you out here, give, give us one, one thing that you, that, um, you're like, okay, this, this might be out of left field, but something maybe you're keeping an eye on, maybe a player you're keeping an eye on someone that we, that maybe hasn't even been talked about anything like that. Sergi Baca and uh, Kevin Love. Okay, Serge Ibaka and Kevin Love. You think Kevin Love could get moved potentially? That's interesting to me. That's very Kevin, interesting to me. Kevin Love um, is a is an insurance policy if the Nets don't find a way to bring Serge Ibaka to Brooklyn, and if okay. the Nets don't find a way to get Drew Holiday and or Bradley Beal through. Okay. I, I could, I could see it. I could see it. But I also look at that Kevin Love situation. Um, say the Rockets do keep um, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They need a big man in Houston. Who's to say that they can't go after Kevin Love? They they were looking to move Kevin Love at the trading deadline. We're also looking to move Tristan Thompson. I, I I wish them luck with with both of those pursuits. Just don't don't come don't come knocking our way. <laughs> Scooby, you are the best. Um, can you? I know you said it uh, in passing, but can you just uh, tell the folks at home exactly where they could find you and your stuff? Well, I'm a senior writer at Heavy.com, um, and I also have a new digital platform called Heavy Live with Scooby, um, which is on camera and is weekly. Um, we've had so far. Uh, Jay Williams, Stefan Marbury, um, Carl, uh, Carl Banks, um, as well as Ryan Holland, Silk the Rapper, Silk the Shocker, uh, and Antoine Walker. And so uh, we, it's been a digital show we've been running for about a month. 
and also I have my podcast, Scoop B Radio, uh, which is available on streaming platforms. We've had anyone from Charles Barkley to Pete Sampras to Shaquille O'Neal to DJ Khaled and Mark Cuban on the show, and you can subscribe to Scoopy Radio on all platforms. Um, we started Scoopy Radio four years ago. Um, it literally started, this is about as New York as it sounds, we start, it came out of a Timberland box. Oh, wow. So um, I began my career at 12 with the Nets, and I had the old digital tapes. I hosted a show with the Nets called Net Slam and Planet with Albert King. Chris Torino executive produced the show. So I had a lot of old tapes, like Scott Burrell, uh, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, B.J. Armstrong, and we digitized them. And, and what ended up happening was we digitized those tapes, we put it on uh, Podomatic, and what happened was Tim Thomas called me, and he told this, we hashed this story about him and Kenyon Martin from years ago, and uh, he told this crazy story about just the two of them are just were back and forth. Like my, mother, my mother told me to cut it out, cut the shit. But basically... Um, that interview went viral, and so you know we started Scoopy Radio with with newer interviews, like not just the the the, the time capsule of my life's work. And so we have more updated interviews of, of not stuff from my childhood, but from today. And you know I had an interview with in like 1999 with Stephen Jackson, Stack Five. So like, yeah, like we we really went back into the archives, but we also have newer stuff. So that's it's awesome. Um, like I said, you're you're killing it. You are. Uh you know, in inspiration to all the, the amateur wannabe newsbreakers out there. Now, you, you listen, you do your thing, man. Seriously, I, I, I always appreciate you. And uh, I definitely, we both appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you allowing me to be myself. Absolutely. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you for jumping on, Scoop, man. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll be in touch this offseason, I'm sure, brother, okay? Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night, man. Uh, talk to you soon. My man. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.